Hey, hey, welcome to the OP, your friendly neighborhood Mavs devoted podcast. My name is Bo. You can find me on Twitter at Mavs Highlights, doing only and just the very Mavsiest of all Mavsy things. We're going to touch on the game from last night very quickly, but then we're going to talk some half-season mile markers for the Mavs. How do they stack up with the rest of the league? So the, on the second night of a back-to-back, which is worth pointing out, Mavs go into the Kings home court. Um, which is called Golden One Center. I remember Arco Arena. I don't remember Golden One Center too much. Not too much to remember about the Kings this last uh, decade plus here. But the Mavs take it on the second night of a back-to-back, 127-123, on a game that didn't feel that close to be... Honest with you, the Mavs pulled away uh, in the second half. Dorian Finney-Smith, really nice night. 15 points, 4 four of 8 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, grabs you 8 rebounds, plays you solid defense. Maxi Kleber, another kind of Dorian Finney-Smith effort. You know, Maxi and Dorian kind of mirror each other in a lot of ways. They're both kind of bulldogs. They both give all effort defensively, and not just effort, but skill defensively. Um, Dwight Powell will give you effort, but not a lot of skill defensively. Kleba and Finney Smith, they give you a lot of skill defensively. They're effective defenders. And uh, Kleba and Finney Smith both shooting so good from three this year. Uh, massively, massively, and massively improved for both of them. Maxi Kleba with, in 30 minutes, goes 14 points, five of nine from the field. Himself going two of five from three. Only four rebounds there for Maxi. We'd like to see that go up a little bit, but they have him kind of pulled away from the rim quite a bit. Uh, he's a switchable big, so I just, I love watching Maxi play. Dwight Powell continues his Lava hot offensive performances, 8 of 10 from the field. Most of that, if not all of that, right around the rim. He's such a good rim finisher. Um, 17 points, I believe, yeah, 9 rebounds. Really nice effort from Dwight. On one of those, like, hey, individual plus minus is a tricky stat, right? Uh, Dwight, with all those stats I just read to you, 9 rebounds, 8 of 10 from the field, 17 points is still a negative 6 for the night. So don't, don't hold that against him. Tim Hardaway Jr. in 30 minutes, 7 of 15 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3, uh, 18 points, uh, and actually grabbed 6 rebounds too. That's that's unusually a uh, high amount of rebounds for THJ there. Luca was the story of the night. Why didn't I start there? 8 of 18 from the field, 25 points. Um, 15 rebounds, all defensive, by the way, not one, not one O board there for Luca. And catch this: 25 points, 15 rebounds. You can say you can stop there. It's a great night. Yes, it was. But then Luca, just you know, to add to it, 17 dimes, 17 assists for the kid. Just unbelievable. When Luca gets when Luca gets going, there's just you're not going to stop him. You're not going to stop him. Seth Curry had a really nice night, 7 of 11 from the field, and unlike Dwight Powell, he's not finishing mostly around the rim. 21 points, a really nice night for Seth, 5 of 8 from 3. Doesn't give you a ton else, but that lethal, lethal shooting is so, so nice. So the Mavs go in there, Luka puts on a show, it's very much a Luka performance where he is Dominant. Listen, De'Aaron Fox is a really good player, and he's going to be, if he's not already, he's going to be a star player. If he was playing in a prestige franchise, he'd already be heralded as a star player, right? He's he's a really, really good young player, um, but he just didn't have a chance. He didn't have a chance against Luka. Uh, I mean, De'Aaron had a great game himself, 27 points, 12 assists, 7 rebounds, uh, but when he was switched onto Luka, 
Luka could kind of just do and go wherever he wanted. Like guards, even strong guards, if they're small, they don't have a chance. Luka is just too big. He's too strong. It's that it's that classic, he's too big for the little guys, and he's too quick for the big guys, and he's pretty much too smart for all the guys, right? His handle's so good. That the combination of his size, his IQ, and that handle are just I mean, he's kind of impossible to guard one on one, which is why you're seeing defenses just kind of give up and throw traps at him and try to double him and try to force the ball out of his hands. Tries to try to force force the ball out of his hands, he might pick up seventeen assists on you. Um so it's just a fun game. Not a game you'll remember probably by the end of the season. It's just one of those games like the night before. Hey, it's a win. It goes in the right marker, right? It goes as a W instead of an L. That is great. Uh, a couple of you guys commented, um, Kevin, my buddy Kevin there on Twitter, what up? Uh, should Lucas start taking less three-pointers this year and uh, work on the three-point game in the offseason? Seems like just about whatever he wants. He can get whatever he wants when he drives it. Yeah, he, he is finished. I should look this up, Kevin. Sorry. Uh, he's finishing really, really well in the painted area and really well at the rim for a guy his size. I mean, he's not Dwight Powell. He's not Joel Embiid, right? He's not uh, Greek, Greek, Greek Freak. He, he's 6'7", you know? Guys, and yet he has so so much skill that he performs better than guys his height around the rim. Um, and obviously, he's not just a guy finishing around the rim; he's also a guy carrying an entire team's offense on his shoulders. And yet, he's still performing as such such a high mark. Uh, but as far as his threes, yeah, he, his threes have really really dropped off in the last I'm going to say three weeks or so, two weeks or so for sure. Um, along with losing KP. Uh, Luca's three point shot has kind of abandoned him. Now the night before he was what two of eight from the free throw field uh, from the free throw line. And tonight he did really well tonight. He was, um, let me see nine of 10. So he bounced back a lot more focused tonight. Um, so that's really nice. So you'd love to see that. Yeah. I I don't want Luca taking nine threes a game. Um, I think the offense kind of wants him to do it, but I don't love nine or whatever he's taking, eight or nine. If he takes five a game, I think that's good. You know, a little over one a quarter, a couple a quarter. Um, I guess, you know, if you said, hey, do you hate Luca taking two a quarter? I'd say, no, I mean, not as a rule. Uh, if he takes a couple threes, but anything over that, he's just not an elite shooter. He's an elite, lot, a lot of things, right? He's an elite uh, facilitator. He's an elite playmaker. He's an elite offensive engine. He's an elite scorer around the paint. He's an elite passer, I would say, too. He's an elite, elite, top 10 in the league basketball player. He is not an elite three-point shooter. Um, and in addition to that, he's going through a pretty big slump right now. So I, I don't want to hold it. I think, Kevin, just to answer your question, I think don't hold it against him. Let him shoot. It's good for the offense. And if it stays at this point, right, if, if the if the tide doesn't begin to rise, especially with the addition of KP, you think he's going to get, be getting better looks, more open looks again, um, then, then yeah, then, then it might be time for that conversation. Right now, I want to hold off. I want to hold off. If you give me, like, another couple weeks, let's wait for KP to get back. Let's just, let's just see. He definitely is in a slump, and it's, it's ugly sometimes. Um, sorry, my... Phone just fell. Um, Timothy says, Luke is obviously getting double and triple teamed at times during the clutch moments. Uh, when Luca passes out of that trap, why don't we drive to the basket instead of settling for a three? Boy, that's a great observation. Uh, I think they want people attacking the basket, but the offense is just designed to take threes, right, Timothy? I mean, like, we're, we, we take a ton of threes. We're in the very, we're near the top of the league in three pointing attempts. We're near the very top. Um, and you know what? Mavs, as we're going to talk about in a second, 
you know, probably should feel justified taking those threes. They are not bad. They, they rank pretty, pretty highly in the league right now, uh, or the, or a percentage which they should feel comfortable. But yeah, in, in those moments, the rim is open, right? That's, that's really the heart of your question is when, when the team overcommits to stop one player, the rim usually ends up being, uh, open. And so, yeah, I, I think that's a coaching thing. I would love to see them diving to the basket. And, um, the Mavs have clearly not handled that press very well this season. Let's, let's hope as they see it more, they're going to figure it all out. I, I want to hope that they will, Timothy. I want to hope that they will. All right. So let's, let's kind of talk through 41 games, right? Through 41 games, the Mavs are, this is crazy to me. <laughs> through 41 games, the Mavs are 26 and 15, 11 games over 500. That projects to a 52 and 30. You like that quick math there? The quick math? 52 and 30 record. 52 wins! And it doesn't feel like, oh, well, just wait, the slump is coming, right? Like, no, they, they're, they're beating teams. KP has missed, I think, about a quarter of the season or, or, uh, you know, 10 or 12 games. Like, he's missed a good chunk of games at this point. Uh, Luca even missed a handful of games there with that, um, was it an ankle? Um, so, I mean, like, we have not been at full power and yet we're 11 games over 500. Projected at 52 wins. Now, I, I think 52 wins is outrageous. If the Mavs win 50 games, I will have been the most wrong prognosticator because I predicted 40. And to be off by 10 games is massive. They're already way, way better than I projected, for sure. And that's largely on the back of Luka Doncic. And you know what? I want to give credit to KP. I want to give credit to this bench and the reserves. And I want to give credit to Tim Hardaway Jr. He's been playing really solid. He's, he has filled a role that I did not predict he would be able to fill. All right, so let's kind of talk statistically at the halfway mark. Where do the Mavs stack up? Well, they are still, and this gets all the publicity, right? They are still uh, holding strong at the number one offensive rating in the league. And guys, this ne- the number one offensive rating always gets mentioned. What does not get mentioned is that they are better than number two by more than two points. They are better than the number two rated team in offensive rating by two points. I believe number two is Milwaukee. I want to say it's Milwaukee. It might be Milwaukee or Houston. Um, but, but anyways, the Mavs are better in offensive rating than number two by two points. That's insane. That is a massive, massive margin. Where do the Mavs stack up in defensive rating? That never gets mentioned, right? It never gets mentioned because it's basically league average. Um, and that's okay. I mean, you want that to be top 10. Um, but but they're right at 16th, so just below league average. That that's that is good considering the amount of injuries we've seen. I will take that. All right. Um, they are third in points per game, and, and this is all the whole league, right? Both conferences are under these stats. They are 10th in win percentage right now. They are 12th among field goal percentage, and though they are near the very top of the league in three points attempted, catch this: they are currently eighth. And the entire league, eighth in three-point percentage. If you're eighth, if you're top third, you're better than top third, you're top eight in the entire league, better than just top ten, you're top eight, take your threes, man. I mean, I'm just not going to hold it against you. If you're going to keep hitting a solid percentage of your threes, you just you just don't cry too much about that, guys. They're, they're the eighth best three-point shooting team in the league right now, uh, and that's with shooting a ton. So I like that. They're 15th in the league in free throw percentage. That kind of surprised me. I thought they'd be considerably worse than that, to be honest. They are fourth in rebounds per game. That shocked me earlier in the season, but that stat has held throughout the entire first half of the season. Uh, we looked at our team, and we kind of, man, this team's not going to rebound well. And I think we just did not account for what an absolutely elite rebounder Luka is. 
Um, the guards are all solid rebounders for their position, especially like DeLon Wright's a really, really good rebounder. Dorian Finney-Smith is a, a really, really good rebounder for a small forward. He's probably an average rebounder for a power forward, but if, if he's playing that small forward kind of role, he's an elite rebounder. Um, and then it's kind of been come by committee with Powell and Maxi both being eh, about average and KP averaging about nine rebounds a game. And so uh, all of that stacks up to Mavs getting about uh, landing at the fourth, fourth best rebounding per game in the entire league <laughs> oh excuse me they are 14th so right at league at lead at league average oh gosh 14th in assists per game they are number one this is a rick carlisle stat <laughs> man i'm gonna die here on this podcast they are first in the entire league in fewest turnovers per game which is awesome they are 28th however in steals per game 19th in blocks per game, 18th in pace. Uh, I thought they'd be even lower than that, but as slow as they kind of play. They are 18th in pace, so a little worse than league average. They are third in overall net, which is awesome. And so the Mavs stack up as being an absolutely, extremely positive team. A good basketball team. A good team, guys. And so much of this is because of Luka Doncic. So much of it. Now, the, the reserves, the bench, Carlisle, Hardaway, KP, they all deserve plenty of credit. Guys like Maxi and Dorian Finney-Smith taking huge steps forwards, it step forward in their three-point efficiency. They deserve tons of credit, but the majority of the credit goes to that 20-year-old who's an absolute freak. Mavs offensively so, so, so good. Give the credit to Luka Give the credit to the players. Give the credit to the coaches. Um, give the credit to Carlisle. I don't feel like anything they've done. I, as I looked at these numbers, I don't feel like anything's a fluke. Are there any of these numbers that you heard? You were like, well, that's not going to hold. I mean, I, I think this is who they are. And even saying that, I still think 52 wins is kind of crazy. I just feel like that's so optimistic. But yet, this team has proven who they are through 41 games. And like I said, none of it feels like a fluke. None of it. Um, so maybe what we've got on our hands here is a really good but not great basketball team. A team that could scare anyone in the first or second round of the playoffs. And a team that no one would want to face. You don't want to face a healthy Luka, a healthy KP, a healthy Mavs offense. You don't want to face that, guys. No one would. And that is where we sit at the halfway point. How freaking awesome is that? You guys be good. Go Mavs.